Welcome to Martha Runs the World, a podcast with a new take on running, fitness, and all things health-oriented. I'm Martha Hughes, your host, and each week I present a new topic that is of interest to all runners. Welcome back to Martha Runs the World podcast. If you're a new listener, welcome. This is episode 143. I am really happy you're here with me. Today, we are talking about DFLs. If you're a runner, you probably know what DFLs are, especially if you're a trail runner. It's pretty common in our lingo. If you don't, DFL means dead bleeping last. Now, I don't swear on the show, so fill in the bleeping. Dead bleep last. Okay, you get the picture. (laughs) Winning races is tough. At least I'm thinking it is. The only time I ever win is if I win in my age group. But I never come in first. I never ever have in my life. Being the best out of everyone takes years, sometimes your whole life, to prepare. You know what else is hard besides winning? Coming in as the last runner. That's right. Being the very last runner to finish a race. Within the cutoff times is hard work. Not everyone can be an an elite runner. Most people are in between the fastest and the slowest, and they're content with being in the middle of the pack. If you're not quite middle of the pack, consider yourself one of the very special people who can call themselves a BOP, a back-of-the-pack runner. There are a lot of reasons why someone would be a BOP runner or the very last runner. Maybe they had stomach issues. There's lots of races where, for whatever reason, and we don't know why, maybe maybe we do or maybe we don't, your stomach had problems. I have a sensitive stomach, and if I don't eat exactly the way I should, I have stomach issues, and I've had a lot of races where I've had stomach issues. I can't use Tailwind. That gives me stomach problems. I can't eat cheese the night before a race. That gives me stomach problems. If I have too much coffee, that gives me stomach problems. The list goes on and on. Maybe they got injured somewhere on the race and they had to walk the rest of the way. Or maybe they were injured recently and they tried to do the race too soon and didn't recover quite well enough. Maybe they were unprepared and they didn't take the race Seriously enough, they didn't respect the distance. This happens a lot, and it's happened to me. I I have been very disrespectful of many races, and I definitely lived to pay for it many times. Maybe the weather was especially nasty that day and caught them by surprise. Maybe it was so hot and they weren't prepared for that. Maybe it was really, really rainy and they didn't come from a place where there's a lot of rain, So they weren't prepared for that. Stuff happens. (laughs) Maybe the runner shouldn't have finished at all and should have stopped at an aid station, but stubbornly decided to go on to finish towards the end of the race. And who hasn't done that? Come on. Who hasn't finished a race that they should not have finished? If you didn't raise your hand like I just did, you are a liar. (laughs) Every runner has finished a race that they should not have finished. 
unless you just maybe run one or two races in your lifetime, every single runner has finished a race they shouldn't have. <laughs> this is just a fact. This is just a fact of us runners. We do this. But for whatever the reason, maybe you're just a, not a natural runner and you just go slow. Okay? Or maybe you just don't care and you're just taking your time and having fun with it. Maybe you're so hungover that you have to go off of the bushes and puke three times. I've done that. <laughs> done that. Done that. Okay. But whatever the reason is, it happens. And unless you're a gazelle and will never, ever be slow, or you consider your slow pace seven-minute miles, even when you're older, you too will eventually get at least one DFL. Yeah, there will be people who will never, ever get a DFL. But most of us will, as we get older, we'll get at least one. We'll have a really bad day, and maybe we'll turn up one. A lot of runners don't care about being the last runner in. They're usually are more carefree friends, and they're not that competitive. They're mild-mannered. They're those friends that you have who are very content. They just don't, they go with the flow. They always seem to be in a good mood. They don't care what you order for lunch. They go with you whenever you want. They're very happy. And they seem mostly chill in stormy situations. I am not one of those runners. <laughs> I don't like being the last person in. Unfortunately, I've only been last in one race. I'm not fast, so that's something that always stresses me out in races. It just does. I dread it. I know I shouldn't, but I'm trying to come to terms with it. I'm trying. But I thought it might be helpful to give some good reasons why being last of the pack isn't quite so bad. So maybe it will help me as long as it will help you. So we can help each other together. Remember that those in the back of the pack have stamina. We BOPs are out on the course longer than those in the front. We weren't the best athletes in school, probably, or maybe school was so long ago we don't remember it. I wasn't the best athlete in school. I was a pretty good swimmer. wasn't a great swimmer, but I was pretty good. And when I was younger, I was a pretty good skier. I wasn't bad. I could hold my own on the, on the slopes. But, you know, it's been a while, and... Yeah, I could shave off some pounds, and yeah, I could be more serious about things. Just a little slower out on the trails than a lot of others, a little older, and so that slows me down a little bit too. But just think how much more effort it takes you to finish your race than it does the fastest, because you're out there longer. And because we don't care if we finish first, we can stop and take pictures. It's more about the fun than finishing first. We can enjoy with our friends. We can talk. We can laugh. We can take pictures. We can be with our friends. And it's more fun. I do admit that one of my favorite parts of a longer race is being out on the trail by myself. It Then it doesn't seem so much like a race. It's just like being out on a trail run and just the quiet of the woods a lot of BOPers just want to be out and have a nice day 
on the trails with their friends. And this is the perfect setting for them. They can let the faster ones go off and do their thing. And then they can be at the back of the pack and get a good run in with their friends, get a medal, have some food or beer or whatever they want afterwards. And it's a nice day outside. Get some exercise too. And um, then there may be, if, if they're new to trail running or they're not used to it, they may be intimidated by all the gazelles at the, at the front of the race. So they may like to be at the back of the race. It's more inviting. It's a little bit more calm. It's not quite as frenzied. So that might appeal to them. So that may be what they like more too. I will admit the races stress me out. I have a lot of friends who do races every week. I mean, they really do a race or at least two races every single week. And especially now the races are back up. They're off doing races all the time. I see my friends there, Bob, they're getting another medal here. They're getting a a T-shirt here, off here, off there. And they race a lot. They love it. And me, not so much. Even when I get back into running, and I'll talk about that actually in this show. uh, After Tales of the Trail, I'm going to tell you, give you a little update. So stay tuned for that. But even when I get back into it, I'm not going to jump into doing a ton of racing. It stresses me out, and it's just not my favorite thing in the world. I like the training part better. I'd really like to do some longer races where I don't have to worry about cutoff times. Being a slower runner, I always stress out over cutoff times. I did not finish because I missed cutoff times, and I don't really want to do that again. That's why I never tried or never did 50Ks in the Bay Area because I'm just not fast enough. I do want to run better in the future, and that is something that I'll talk about in future episodes after my surgery and as I heal. I will talk more about how I will become, how I want to become a better runner because I do care how I finish. I care about my finish times. Many in the back of pack don't care about it. I do. I'm a competitive person, and I want to run as well as I can. I want to be the best runner that I can, and that's important to me. So that makes me different than a lot of the people who just stay at the back of the pack and just party, and they don't care. I do care. That's why the cutoff times kind of make me nervous. We'll be right back. Hey, quick question for you. Are you someone who wants to be fit, healthy, and happy? And what if I told you you could get your dream body by simply just listening to a podcast? I'm Josh. And I'm KG, and we're the hosts of the Fit, Healthy, and Happy podcast. Listen, we get it. Fitness isn't easy. Carbs, no carbs. Just stop, okay? It doesn't have to be that complicated. And that's why we made this podcast. We get straight to the facts so you can become your best you. So the way to check us out is click the link in the show notes or search Fit, Healthy, and Happy podcast on any of the major podcast platforms. We'll see you soon. There are some not nice things about finishing last. Unless you're in a race that's especially great and gives an award to the last racer, there may be nothing left and hardly anyone there after you get done running. That's happened to me. The one time I finished last, there were two people at the finish, the race director and a volunteer. <laughs> there, was n- there were no runners left, no one left. The one person I knew, he was long gone. He didn't wait for me. (laughs) There was no water left. No water left. They didn't save any water for me. There was one warm Coke and a cold chicken burrito. That was
was it. <laughs> That's all they had. <laughs> so I got that. And one of the aid stations had closed before I even got there. They closed before the runners had even gone past. They closed the one aid station that I really needed because one of my water bottles broke and I was low on water, so I couldn't even get water. So for seven miles, I went without without any liquid until I got to the the final aid station and they were low on, on liquid. I swear it was a warm day and, and this race hardly had any water for us. I was dying. <laughs> I said my 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 quad started cramping up until I could get to to a um, a store and get some in 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 the town of Shasta and get some um, fluid. It was awful. <laughs> I'm sure they had some for the winners, though. That's the important part, right? <laughs> Oh, well, and I was well within my cut the cutoff time, too, by the way. Speaking of cutoff times, that's the worst part of it, being a slower runner. They're so fast in the Bay Area. And I look at cutoff times of the races in other parts of the country, and they give them, like, at least an hour or two more. I guess they're just really fast here or something. <laughs> or maybe just the laws are just a lot more strict here. That's probably what it is, being California or the Bay Area. Anyway, um... Some races, some really cool races, give prizes to the DFL runner. I'd love that. I would love to get a prize to being the last runner. The cover picture to this episode is a prize that Tony Wynn, who's been on the show twice, was awarded at the Beyond Limits 100-mile race. It's almost worth finishing last just to get that award. That is really cool. I love that picture. And, you know, some races have a lot of fun with the last runner. They'll stay on. The people running will stay on and wait. And they'll just, and it's just a big celebration and a fun experience. And that's really cool. I want to feel good about being the last runner. I don't want to feel like nobody gave a crap about me. And I don't want to feel like there's nothing there. And why why didn't you finish faster so you could have gotten something? And it just, it's not a nice feeling. feeling let me tell you. But in other more established races, it's a big deal. At Western States 100-mile race, the last hour is called the golden hour. From 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. in the 29th hour is where real magic happens. See, at most races, things are packed away by the time the last runners go through the finish line. Western States is different. There are just as many spectators and the runners and and the press and everybody is waiting at the golden hour on the track as there is for the winners. The race organ- organizers have made it a special event. The race finishes with the lap around the track at Lefebvre Stadium at Placer High School in Auburn, California. And the family members of of each runner can join them on that one lap and when it when it in the golden hour it becomes especially poignant poignant i'm sorry i can't say that word <laughs> uh, to join them especially when it's filmed and you can see the little kids they have them or the the wife or the husband or the the mom and the dad or whoever 
you know, the boyfriend, girlfriend or whoever it is, join them as they take that final lap around. And even if they don't have any energy left, if they slowly run it, they get the energy to start moving again, to run, even as if it's the hardest thing they can do, they just start running and they go around and then they end the race and they finally make it in the, in the hour. And the last runner to do it is just cheered on if they can make it with one minute left or two minute left, two minutes left. It's they're just cheered on by the crowd and the stands are full. The stands of this high school stadium are all filled with spectators watching this event. And that's why and that's why it's called the Golden Hour, because it's just so special and wonderful. And I would love to watch this. I'm thinking about maybe if possible, just going up to Auburn just to watch this final hour and just see this event in that morning, just to see how, how it is, because that would be really, really special and fun to watch, I think. And they're not the only one, big race to make it really special for the DFL runners. The New York Marathon has always been about inclusion. Bart Yasso has always made it so that he tries to get everyone he can to join in. He believes that everyone should be supported as they cross the finish line. He started the race. He's no longer the race director, but he started it. And when he started it, he started the tradition as race director for waiting at the finish line for every last runner, even if it's 12 hours, even if it's 14 or 20 or 24 hours. He would stand there in in Central Park and wait for every person to cross that finish line, even if it meant he would stand there for hours and hours and hours waiting for the very last person to cross. That's pretty spectacular to me. I think that says so much about his passion and his love for this sport and his love for runners. <laughs> wow. There's not a whole lot of people as special as that, that he would stand there and wait for every single person to cross. And he's probably not that, and he's not there by himself. There are other people there. So that is the, one of the biggest races, if not the biggest race in the world. And they wait for the very last person to cross. So that is pretty glorious. So well done, New York. You know, in recent years, there's a lot, there's been a different take over on the last runner in the race. So enters the last runner standing races. These were started by Gary Cantrell, better known as Laz Lake. And he's the genius behind the Barkley Marathons. Now, is it just me or does anyone else get his name mixed up with Jerry Cantrell of Alice in Chains? I, I, I just, it must be just me, right? <laughs> Maybe it's just me. <laughs> Cantrell designed this race that would take place in a loop around his property in Tennessee. It's a loop of 4.16666666 on miles, or 4.167 miles. Each runner has to finish one loop in one hour. If they finish it quickly... They'd have the rest of the hour to relax, eat, whatever they want to do. Sounds easy, right? Well, it is at first. 
But as the hours go by, it gets harder and harder. Every runner continues until they can't make that loop in each hour. And so the runners start dropping. They start dropping as the hours continue. The last runner standing wins. And these are what's known as the backyard ultras. Some people love the style of race, especially if they're fast runners, fairly flat surfaces. And keeping with Cantrell's tradition, only one person wins. The last person to keep going in that final hour wins. As soon as the second person gives up, that last person is the winner. It could be 100 miles. It could be 150 miles. It could be 200 miles. It could be 250 miles. However long it goes, that last person left wins. It could take days. It can be a male or a female. It doesn't matter. It's pretty equal, too, as far as the male-female balance. This is not one where the men are stronger than the women. There are backyard ultras all over the U.S., in Europe, and Australia. But they've become very popular, especially in 2020, because they could be produced with just a few runners and done safely. It's a lot of fun if it's the type of race that interests you. But just a word of warning, it's a lot harder than they look. Really is a lot harder. You're thinking, oh, it's easy to do a mile in 15 minutes. Well, you got to do four in an hour and then a little bit more than four in an hour. Then got to do them faster than 15 minutes. Then you get a little bit of rest time, but then you got to do it again and again and again and again and again. Repeat, repeat, and on and on and on. And that is it for DFLs. If you ever feel like you're going to get a DFL, no worries. Don't worry about it. You you finish, and that's the important part. As long as you finish within the cutoff time, you're good. You are good. All right? Tales of the Trail is next, and stay tuned till after Tales of the Trail because I have some news and some info about what's coming up with me and my surgery, okay? So now, Tales of the Trail. All right, this week with Tales of the Trail... Got a couple things here. Just a couple little tidbits here. I have some sad news to report. The Marathon de Sable reports the third death in its 35-year history. The race covers 155 miles over seven days through the Sahara Desert, mostly sand. Temperatures can easily get up to 120 degrees. Runners carry all their own supplies, including water given to them by race organizers, camping gear, and food. So it's a really, really harsh conditions. I'm really surprised there hasn't been more deaths. There's an interesting story I want to talk about in a future episode of Martha Runs a World about this race. But I will talk about it in a future episode. But... This is really just a very sad story. The runner is French is a French runner in his fifties, and his name has been um, withheld for the sake of his family. 
After 45 minutes of resuscitation efforts, the runner was pronounced dead. If you want to hear more about the Marathon de Saab, listen to my episode 48 with Daniel Gallo. He ran the race a few years back and tells us all about it. And the latest news about the Marine Corps Marathon is it's back on. So after they canceled it at the last minute, and after everyone canceled their flights and their hotel reservations, the race directors decided to put it back on again at a different time, a different location, through the suburbs. None of the wonderful monuments, none of the wonderful scenery and the wonderful history. Yawn. I mean, why bother? Who wants to run through the suburbs of Maryland? I, I'm sorry. It's, that wouldn't interest me. Besides, all the people who wanted to fly 3,000 miles to go th- through the wonderful monuments of D.C. And, and the history there, now we'll do the suburbs of Maryland. No, no, no. Did the FBI produce the race this year? Is that why it's so sucky? Seriously, this is horrible. Can you not decide? I mean, can't you decide what the bleep is going on here, guys? This is awful. (laughs) You know, I love, tell me, I love the military. I love the front ranks of the military. I love them. But the the head, you guys at the top, you guys got some splaining to do here. All right? You guys just are horrible. (laughs) So this is, no, this is terrible. Sorry. Uh Uh-uh. If I had signed up for this race and I had to cancel all my plans and you then decided to put it on again on a different date... I would be furious. I'm furious for all the people who wanted to do it, and you canceled it, and you put it back on again. I'm I'm furious for them, and I don't have a stake in it. So, so you can imagine how I would be if I had a stake in it. That's just ridiculous. So that is Tales of the Trail. I think I better not say anymore. <laughs> Might get a little visit from... DC or something. Anyway, that's it. That is Tales of the Trail this week. All right, I just have a few words before I close the show. And next week when the show is released, I will be I will have had my hip surgery. My hip replacement surgery, I should say. I will have a new episode out on Tuesday, so you'll hear it. I won't have it up on my website page, but it will be out on every podcast player as usual. Because I probably won't be out of bed on Tuesday. I will be in the hospital on Tuesday. I will have my surgery Monday, and I'll be still be recouping and everything, so I won't be up for putting out anything new. But like I said, the episode will be up and out so you'll hear it i will be talking about how i got there what went on and everything getting up to that point because it's been a journey let me tell you it's really been a journey 
Um, I'm, I want to first just really quickly say thank you to all my friends and family and supporters and everyone who's, who's been at my side. You guys are amazing. And I, I'm very, very lucky to have such, such great support group. Couldn't do it without any of you really. And I, I just thank you so much for, for being at my side. I, I really need you folks. And, and I'm very, very lucky to have you and my, and people, people who have, um, been supporters of my show, my listeners, everything. You guys have really, really been been wonderful. So thank you so much. Really thank you. I, I'm very lucky. You keep up. You keep doing your thing. And I'm going to have great shows. When I'm on the mend, I'm going to be active. And I'm going to be back out on runs. And I'm going to have race reports. And it's going to be so wonderful and fabulous. You are going to be so amazed and happy and Woohoo! This is just great. I, I'm so ecstatic over this whole thing. <sighs> Yay! Anyway, life is wonderful, running is wonderful, and you have great runs, and let's tie up our shoelaces and go for a run! <laughs>